Hi, and welcome to Tea Talks with Chelsea. I am your host, Chelsea Johnston, and I'm so excited you came to join us. This is a safe place where you'll get to hear powerful women from all over sharing about how they make God the center of all relationships. So grab your favorite tea or coffee and let's talk. Hey, everybody. Hello. How is it going tonight? It is Monday night the first day of the week and so excited to uh, embark on a new journey. New things are going to happen and this is all good news. I'm so excited uh, to be here with you tonight. Whoever is watching, just let me know where you are watching from. Um, Say a little hello to Hannah. How are you tonight? Um, I'm just really excited to see how this new exciting thing goes. I just, I had in my heart to just keep the talk going. <laughs> if you have joined me and wonderful ladies on Saturday night, we did a e-revival ladies night edition. Um, and it was just so amazing and so good that Every single Saturday that we have a ladies' night, I just I want more. I just want more. And I want to hear more from each, every single lady that is on there. And it's really hard to do that because we have a limited amount of time, but also we want to minister to you. That is the whole point of e-revival. We just we just want to give and and we want to serve you and we want to prophesy over you and pray for you. And so it really isn't um, enough time to get to know each lady um, and go deeper with them. And so I thought, hey, why not um, just a couple of hours after ladies night, take one of those ladies and really go deep uh, with their heart and to expand on some of the things that they were saying uh, on ladies night edition. And I can't believe how many people are already signed on. This is so exciting. Well, if you don't know me, I am Chelsea Johnston. Um, I actually live on the east side of Canada in Quebec with my husband and two wonderful boys. And I am just super excited to be here now. And I just see already so many people coming on. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Linda. Hi, Sumi. Rhonda. Yes, Kimmy. But tonight, um, tonight we are here together to be with you tonight, to expand on some ideas that we were talking about actually on Saturday night. Um, I'm excited because I have a, a new friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to be excited when you have a new friend. New friends are always good to have. <laughs> but I'm excited that you get to meet this new friend as well in a more deeper way about her life and about um, just a transition that's happened in her life that is uh, somewhat fresh in her mind and all the feels and everything. And so um, my good friend, Heather Patton, oh my goodness, Heather Patton will be joining us um, tonight to talk about uh, what did trust look like in a transitional season? Because you know what? It is not easy to always have that trust on, you know, and things happen and it may not have gone the way that we thought it was going to go, or that was not my plan at all. <laughs> and so we always need to trust in God, but it's not always to trust God. And so I thought it would be awesome to go deeper with Heather to find out how she did it on her huge transition in life. You will find out when she comes on. Uh, but that is the whole point of this Monday night tonight. Um, I can't wait just to 
go deeper with my friends. Um, but yeah, so I just want you guys to relax, you know, grab a cup of tea or coffee. I'm a tea girl, so I got my tea right here. It's a huge teacup, but I need that. <laughs> okay, just relax, sit down, uh, have a conversation with us. If there's any questions uh, that you do have during uh, this time together, then I pop them into the comment section. We'll definitely um, try to get to the questions that you have. Let's keep them on point. Let's keep them on to the actual theme that we're doing, which is how do you, what does trust look like in a transitional season? And so I would not want to waste any more time. <laughs> I want to bring up my friend, Heather Patton. Everyone, I don't know if you can do like a comment clap or something when she comes on up, but <laughs> hi, Heather. Hey, everyone. How are you, Chelsea? <laughs> I'm very good tonight. This is, Well, it's tonight for me, yes. but it's not night for you. <laughs> <laughs> not as much, no. Is it actually sunny still for you? It is. The sun's still up. It's going to get dusk real soon here, but wow, as dark as you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dark in Quebec right now. <laughs> but there you see, you got some claps. You can't hear them, but there you can see them. <laughs> it's how we got to do it now, right? <laughs> if I had a button that would do it like a clap sound, yes. that would be so much fun. <laughs> But yes, I'm so glad that you came to join tonight to expand more on your walk with God and how this whole journey of you transitioning from one side of Canada to the other side of Canada, almost. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, it's been a, a really awesome, wild ride. And today I was just telling Chelsea previously, we just connected before we went live, just that I really felt the goodness of God all day. I'm not a weepy person. And so uh, less the presence of God is there. And then I, I can't even get it together. Um, but this transition for us, we had um, flown into Edmonton two years ago and my husband was ministering um, at the summit church alongside of pastor Chris and Nikki Mathis. And, and um, after he had spoken the one night, they had kind of said, Hey, we would love for you to come and help plow just because revivals here things are happening and um instantly we laughed because we were like edmonton like that's not even on our grid that wasn't even in our heart uh four years prior to that or three years prior to that we actually thought we were moving to the states and sold our custom home everything there and had planned to move to the states and so finally we had bumped around for a couple years in london we were still pastoring there and um we had bought a home just flipped it and said so we're never moving again you know what I mean? Kind of in the spirit when you're just exhausted being like, I thought we heard from the Lord, you know, we're pastors, we're, we're teaching people how to hear from the Lord. And it looks like questionable as if, if we even do. Right. And, yeah. And so I'm just going to be really vulnerable. And so when that opportunity, everything that was there was everything we desired, but it just wasn't even on our, our grid or capacity to even accept at the time. And so we had gone home and uh, we were celebrating our 20th anniversary, I believe it was, and we were laying on the beach and uh, we were just talking and like, we should probably actually pray about this, you know, because we were just so like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's where the Lord wants us, you know, Edmonton, Alberta, we just thought we'd be in the States and yeah, um, we were laying there and we started talking about all of the things that we've desired and all of the things that we desired were exactly all of the things that were available 
here. And so it kind of just reminds me of Jesus. You know, when he came to town, everyone's like, man, we want the Messiah. You know, we're waiting for the chosen one. And when he comes, it didn't look what everybody like what everybody wanted and yet it was exactly what they needed and so for us it was like hold on a second lord what are you saying about this because this is everything that we've we've prayed about everything we've desired everything we've tried to communicate you know we want to be running alongside of passionate friends we want to be in a culture where we're seeing revival where we're seeing healings where we're seeing salvations um all of that stuff and this is what it was and so for us it was the trust thing because Three years ago, we had just told everyone, the Lord's called us to the States, sold our house, ready to go, told the kids, the kids, we pulled our kids from the school um, system, all of that, sold everything we pretty much owned, getting ready to go, waiting for paperwork that just never came through. And so now trying to tell people, hey, the Lord's called us to Edmonton, selling everything you have. Really, it was just a really vulnerable moment of, Am I willing to humble myself again to expose myself and to say, hey, the Lord has spoken this because you feel like you're double minded. Does that make sense? And so, yes. And so your pride really is like you want the glory. Do you want revival? All these things you've been praying for or do you want the comfort and the um, that type of thing? So it was really weighing it out and um, weighing out what the spirit was saying. And yeah. um, so, so now we're here. <laughs> and you got a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was that's intense. Oh. You know, it's not it's not always that like we get everything right on the first shot all the time, right? You had that whole thing where you are supposed to get up and go, but it was the where, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. God just works in mysterious ways. I I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's insane and that must have brought up like some like when you were like telling everyone okay we're going to the states we're going to the states and then god's like oh actually (laughs) you're going to edmonton did that like bring up any like doubts or any insecurities or any like of the what ifs like i think for us we've always said we're willing to go wherever God wants us to go, kind of like, like, I'll go as long as you go with me. I'll go as long as you go with me. And, you know, um, telling people, I think is the most, the the hardest thing, telling those closest to you, Hey, this is where, where the Lord is. This is what the Lord is. um, This is where we feel the Lord is leading because on the first move, we felt like we had so many confirmations on this move. We didn't have any confirmations, but it was the wind of the spirit that we felt like, hold on, we were praying once again, because we were lead pastors, we had church planted, uh, inner church, love the people, but we had kind of felt the grace coming off of that season, which isn't a fun place to be. When you feel the grace come off, you're like, okay, Lord, get me where I need to be next, because I don't want to be here if you're not here. And so um, I I think that part was really hard is trying to express what what we were feeling. But, you know, Jamie had been saying for a couple of years or a couple of months, like, I really want to serve a pastor again, you know, because when you're when you're the lead pastor, it's one thing. But he's like, man, I miss serving a pastor, you know, Um, me miss running alongside. We would pray for for years about running alongside of those who have the same heart and the same vision. And we did, we had a few who did that, but I'm telling you where we landed, it was in mass. We were praying for youth pastors because we had done youth ministry for or inner city ministry with students for years, probably about 13 to 15 years. And then 
all of a sudden our kids had no youth pastors. I'm, how do we do this for long? And there's just no one. And I know youth pastors don't raise your kids, but there's something about another pastor, you know, speaking into your kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, here we've landed on the jackpot. We have Pastor Darius and Destiny, and they're just, they're calling kids higher and they're taking them deeper and they've kind of scrapped dodgeball and brought in presents. You know what I mean? And my kids are getting getting rocked. And so I feel like the comfort of, could we stay in the home we just flipped? It was a beautiful home and telling you the kitchen, I've never seen another one like it. Um, there's some things like that. You that, will, you will. Thank God. Yes. We will. And I think there's things like that, that it's that we just kept saying to the Lord, like, we don't want to miss out. I, I would do anything for your presence. And we can all say that. But then it really comes to a place of what do what do I desire? You know, what is what is my deepest desire? So, yeah, I think telling people is um, it's hard to explain what the spirit's doing inside of you and what he's showing you and to convey that to other people. It's it actually seems like foolishness. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, wow. I mean, you're speaking right to my heart. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I can understand why that's like such a huge, huge transition in your life to just like you've built like 13 years of youth ministry. I mean, me, me and Ben, my husband, we did uh, six years of youth ministry and it, it was hard to leave that. Um, although we didn't leave a province, we just left, uh, we left, uh, a, a certain church. And so just cause God was calling us to do our own and but it's just, you know, you build that relationship and then, and then it's like, okay, now you have your own kids and you want kind of what you would want for youth to do, like for you to do for youth. You want your kids to experience as well, but you know, your mom or dad or dad or, you know, like, so yeah. It's true. Like our kids need that someone else to speak life into them. And so that is so good that you have that place, that safety net for your kids and for you guys. And let me tell you, like anyone who's watching this, like how beautiful that is for another pastors, like a, a couple of pastor here to humble themselves and to just say, I want to lay down my desire from from this that I'm doing right here to serve someone else's vision, to serve someone else's passion, like, oh my goodness, Heather, like, mm. like I have so much more respect for you now than I that I've known you before. Like, that is huge, yeah. and just like, it's it's so beautiful to see and to hear your testimony through this whole process, mm. and uh, I'm sure you have so much more, <laughs> um, but um, like. So now your kids are, are they in school or are they homeschooled now? So this is um, when we moved here, the intention was to put them all in school, which we did. And so we were here uh, for two months or two to three months. We moved in January and then COVID hit, I guess, in March. And so at this time, so this is a crazy part. Our, our pastors actually said, yes, um, you come. And, and Jamie and I were like, we're going to build a house. So before we moved here, we started the building process of building a home here. Wow. Um, and they said, well, come and live with us while you're building your house. And I was like, um, I mean, that's okay, but it's five of us. Are you sure? Like, that's a really big burden. One person, you know, if you've had someone live with you once, you know, the Lord graces you for it. But five <laughs> people, I'm like, that's kind of crazy. And they were so gracious and were like, no, we're going to we're going to make this work. It's actually going to be a really fun season. And I was like, 10 people in a house. This is, sounds crazy, you know, because um, they, they have also, a lot of kids, too. Yeah, they have three kids. Yeah. And so when our kids moved here, they only had met their children, I think, once, maybe twice. And so when our kids moved here, they didn't have 
any family. They didn't have any friends. And I really feel like that was the spirit of God. So we moved in their basement. You know, the kids were sleeping on cots for um, six months and we were sleeping on a fun Murphy bed. But I'm telling you, this was the best season of our life. And I feel like the Lord really orchestrated it because when COVID hit, as much as it sounded crazy, it formed a bond in a, a family unit that we needed in moving across Canada because we had left all of that behind. And so um, I feel like the Lord really used that season. So yes, so they were they were in school for three months and then they were homeschooled. Uh, and currently um, one of them's in school and two of them are homeschooled because there just wasn't room for them okay. in the system. So yeah. Yeah, it just is what it is, right? <laughs> right now, <laughs> what's all going on and everything. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, that's so amazing, Heather. And like, there's so many people are like, wow, that's so good. That's amazing. <laughs> so um, just to let uh, the viewers know, if you have a question, um, don't be shy. Heather has graciously said that she'd ask them, answer them. <laughs> Got to get my stuff right here. <laughs> but um, yeah, and just like, uh, so the big question, mm -hmm. what did it look like? trust right to do that whole transitional season what did that trust look like for you like in like your inside feelings and everything yeah i think for us it was kind of exciting we love to pioneer we love new things um we're pretty independent and that's actually part of this big testimony is that we are super independent and i feel like in this season the lord forced us into family mm -hmm. uh which now we all talk about in the gospel family is so important um, and physical family, but also the, the, the church family, I'm telling you, the Lord forced us into having to depend on people. And so the trust part for us actually happened after we moved. And so I'm just going to share a bit about that if that's okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so we have this timeline of building this house. And I remember flying in once because Jamie was already here going back and forth every couple of weeks uh, to Ontario, coming back um, prior to us coming. So he had already he had met a lot of relationships and a lot of friendships. The rest of us were kind of like, Lord, send friends when we get there. And, um, and you know, he is like when we've been just around the culture and the spirit of what God was doing, you just know, he's never going to leave you, never forsake you. There might be some bumps in the road, but um, so we would, we would, I would fly in and we picked out um, paint and flooring and all this fun stuff. And when we were living in, um, with our pastors in the basement, every Saturday we would drive, but we would grab a coffee from Starbucks or we'd go to IHOP and we would go by our house and we would pray over the land. Jamie would anoint it with oil. We would just kind of declare, you know, this house would be a refuge. All of these incredible, really great things. And it was a really killer house. It was like super urban, modern. Everything looked so sterile. Um, <laughs> but it ended up after six months, we lost the house. And so this is the craziest part of the testimony is that um, it was Jamie flew home in June. This, I guess it would be like nine months ago to drive some, not our furniture. We had sold all our furniture to just bring, you know, all the other junk in your house that you have. Yeah. And he was moving across Canada and he called me and he said, something just doesn't seem, he just said, something seems off in my spirit about the house. And I have the gift of faith, which often battles discernment sometimes because I'm like, that's crazy that's crazy. There's everything's good. You know, we move in a week and a half, everything's good. And he's like, I just have this weird feeling. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Sure enough. Um, through some weird events that still don't make sense to anyone who's involved or anyone we've talked to, 
Um, right. Alberta's banking is a bit different than Ontario's and our Ontario banker didn't close our application to our home. And so the financing here was different than Ontario. Oh, no. And after battling for weeks and weeks and weeks, um, they just said, it's not going to work out. We're like, what do you mean? It's not going to work out, you know? Um, <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> right? Like, so, And this is the crazy part. Like we had bought all our furniture. It was coming on the moving date, you know? So there was moving trucks that we would say, hey, can you wait another week? And they'd call and say, hey, we're here again. We'd be like, oh yeah, can you try again next week? Um, and in my spirit, I'm like, the Lord's going to come through. He always comes through. Always. And because of my gift of faith, it doesn't matter how bad it gets. I'm like, the Lord always comes through. Right. Then the Lord wasn't coming through. <laughs> and I was like, this, this doesn't make sense. You know, when we're talking to lawyers and we're talking to the builders and we're talking to the financial people and and we're just like, none of this is making making sense. Um, and we had a business dividend that I guess here that they don't use as income. Well, that was a big portion of what our income would be. And so it came down to, I remember, um, so our pastors were flying in. I hope this is all making sense. Absolutely. So, yeah. I totally um, they, were, they were somewhere and they were flying back in and they said, Hey, we have to quarantine. So we're just going to have to, we had to get out of the house. So what we did is we actually moved in um, with pastor Nikki's parents, which was supposed to be for a week before we got the home. So <laughs> all five of us show up on their porch, like, Hey, um, <laughs> We had a quarantine. Thanks for taking us in. It'll only be a week. We'll be really good. We'll spend a lot of time at the park. We, we won't be in your hair. And uh, it ended up, that's when the battle of the house started going on. And so a week turned into two weeks, two weeks turned into three, turned into five. And I was just like, this is so embarrassing. Like we are grown adults. <laughs> we, we are bumping from home to home. Like by now our houses should all be paid off. And now we don't even have a house. And I remember sitting at her table I might get a little weepy here. I remember we were just praying and I was like, God will come through. He always comes through. And I said, I just don't want to be a burden. You know, that's my fear is like being a burden. I want to take care of people. Please don't let people take care of me. Um, wow. And so I'm sitting at her table and she grabbed my hands and she said, you'll never be a burden. And I remember sitting there just thinking, God, this has got to go through. Well, the next day I was at work, like at the, at the church office and we got a call and it was just, you lost the house. And I was like, how did we lose the house? Like our kids had bought paintings. Our kids had picked out bedding. You know what I mean? Like all of this yeah. stuff was coming in from Amazon prime. You get a no notification on your phone. And I was like, Jamie, go to the house and pick up the package on the porch. Like all of these funny things. Cause I'm like, we don't even own the house now. Yeah. And um, I remember going into work that day and just being like, the Lord will figure it out. We got a call that we had lost the house. And I was like, okay, you know, what is, what is God doing? And, you know, you keep saying, God's got a plan. And Jamie's just like, God's got a plan. God's going to work this all out. You know, sometimes faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. And you just have to keep saying the Lord's in control. You know, I've got the peace that passes all understanding is the joy of the Lord really my strength. And through this season, it's crazy. We actually had a lot of joy, made a lot of fun memories that we can't post because yeah, of, you know, COVID and stuff, but we, we have yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the presence of God was so near in this dark hour. Like, honestly, I don't even feel scarred. I don't feel the trauma of it. This is the funniest part is so, um, two other pastors on staff, they had just moved here from Florida, relocated, and they actually were living with us in this house. So there's 
11 of us in this basement using a tiny bathroom. It felt like college. We'd text in the morning, hey, what time do you have to be at the office? Okay, I'm going to use the shower now. You know, I was just like, this is crazy, but we made the best of it. But we ended up, well, we were trying to figure out, because now we had to resave for um, right. what everything we just lost. And so we ended up moving into an apartment. Now, this is the craziest part. I'd never lived in an apartment. When Jamie and I first got married, we bought a condo. We we believe in investment in, re in real yeah. estate. So we're living in an apartment with three kids. And now our son from back home in Ontario, our oldest son decides he wants to move to Edmonton too. Sure, he might as well. We're in an apartment. <laughs> It's an apartment, carrying up four flights of stairs. It's really no small feat. <laughs> things that, you know, we've taken so many pictures in front of our custom homes. We've taken so many pictures. Um, like I have things on my Instagram of homes that we've flipped. And, you know, you take pictures and you show them and you show what God's done through your creativity. And and now I'm, I'm in an apartment and the Lord's like, why don't you want to take a picture here? I was like, I have pride left. <laughs> Why don't everyone get on the balcony? Let's take a picture of this season. Well, the craziest part about this is we were all in one room and it was actually really good. We just reconnected. We're talking about the goodness of God. You know, we laughed. Go to the park because, you, you know, you only have a balcony. It was just such a weird season for us. But we were there for four months and we would just say, the Lord knows what he's doing. Even if we didn't believe it, we'd be like, the Lord's in control. You know, the Lord's in control. He knows what he's doing. And uh, we had friends who ran a ministry um, called Hope Farms, and they decided they were they felt called um, out, uh, and they were relocating to Austin, Texas. And they had said, "We see, you know, pastors Jamie and Heather taking this ministry over, and it's and it focuses on business people and creatives, and it's really like an apostolic hub just to breathe on their talents and giftings." And so that ministry came with a property in a home that I can't even explain. Just the refreshing of the Lord, just even being here. It's like, there's just, when you look out, you see nature, you see a field instead of the Hende, um, which is the highway inside of the back of our window. <laughs> I was like, Hende, is in that car? <laughs> You're like, what is that? Yeah, but, I, but in that season, I remember just, you have to trust the Lord. And so because we're very innovative, because we're very, um, um, we walk by faith and not by sight. We can always make things work. Jamie and I are really good at, you know, if, you know, seeing the problem, well, we're going to see, we're going to see the solution. We're not going to hang our hat on the problem. We're going to see what we can do about it. And I felt like the Lord in this season said, I'm going to back you up against the wall and I'm going to make you depend on me. And I'm actually going to make you depend on, on the body of Christ, which usually I would allow them to depend on me, but I didn't necessarily allow myself to depend on them. And, you know, when we went and had to live with our pastors, which such an incredible season, and then lived with um, her parents, I just really felt like the Lord's like, this is the beauty of the body. This is the beauty of the body when we come together. And in Acts, this is one of my favorite chapters, Acts 2, but when it says this, this is the season for me, it says they worshiped together, met in homes had the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all while praising God. So even though I felt like we inconvenienced people, the Lord's like, no, no, you're actually forming family. You're actually forming relationship. These are the things that you've actually asked me for, and now I'm giving them to you. And so for me, when I look back at the season of a custom home or, or the things that we lost in comparison to what we gained, the yeah. presence of God for where we are, I'm telling you, I would sleep, I would have my kids sleep on cots and I would sleep on a Murphy bed over, over 
a big comfy bed. Does that make sense? Like just in this season, I'm like, like, Lord, wherever your presence is, if revival is happening, I consider the cost and the cost, nothing's greater than that. Nothing's greater than, than what we're experiencing. So the trust was hard, but I think when you're rooted and this is what I was thinking, you know, when you see, um, in the word, sorry, I just keep chatting. No, I love it. You're like, honestly, like, go. Um, the houses with the foundations, you know what I mean? And the word of God, they both had storms come. And the one who was rooted on the foundation of Jesus Christ is the one who stood. And so in those seasons, I constantly think, Lord, put rods in my legs so that when my knees start to wobble or when my knees want to give out this the rod of the spirit is literally in my legs so that they can't give out. It's like, I know my God is in control. I know he leads me. I know he guides me. I know he's working on my behalf behind the scenes. You're working, right, God? Because sometimes we're <laughs> I'm telling people you're working, so I'm hoping you're working. Um, and that's just being vulnerable is that there's times of being like, God, I know you are for me. I know you're not against me. I know that you will get all glory, all honor, and all praise out of this. We still have full restoration of what we lost. Where we're living now is just, um, we're, we're believing for a miracle to be able to purchase you know, this property, but I, I know the Lord is able when you think of, because yeah. we kept saying in the season of losing the house, like, Lord, you're going to come through, but Lord, if you have something better and in my mind, I'm like, what could be better? Have you seen the counters? What could be better? <laughs> have you seen the backsplash? But I kept saying to the Lord, it was kind of like a wrestle because in the spirit, you're thinking, well, Lord, we trust you. We know you're going to break through. But if you have something better, we don't want to keep because people kept saying, go to the lawyers, you know, sue them. What's and I just kept being like, we didn't have a piece about it. Sure, we yeah. could have got some financial gain on the end after walking through some stress. But I was just like, we prayed about it. We're like, we don't feel the peace to go to yeah. that that way. That's um, it. You got to follow the peace. Yeah. And so yeah. we just surrendered it. We literally one day, Jamie and I just said, we're just surrendering the house. We're just, we're not going to, we're not going to go to bat for it. We're just going to surrender it. And what we lost, the Lord has already, I just feel his faithfulness just in when the door's up for the, for this ministry, ministering to business and creatives and to artisans. Like to me, I'm like, I want to breathe on them. I want to encourage them to run. I want them to know that they can make money for the kingdom. I want them to know that they can use presence and influence to change a region. I want them to know that. And so I feel like the Lord Sometimes he's like, will you surrender what you want over what right. I'm going to do? Um, and I feel like that's really what what was happening in that season. So, wow. yes, we're the end of that, but I feel like <laughs> that is so good. I just feel like my roots, every time we go through trial, every time we go through the wilderness, we just get so much stronger in the things that we've gained by just saying, God, this doesn't look like what we thought coming to Edmonton, but it's everything that we've desired. Even some of the friendships I've made, I'm like, I I never in my own strength, I've tried for a long time to find them and the Lord's like, they're here, you know? And so it didn't look like what I thought, but it's everything I prayed for. And so it's, if that makes sense. So, oh man, my heart's going <laughs> because I feel you so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, no, it's so good that you're finding that richness and good friendships that you've been yeah. praying for, for so long that where you were before wasn't it, something didn't connect. Whereas yeah. now you're getting that connection you've been praying for and yeah. like, and just besides that, I mean, holy moly guys, did you hear this testimony? <laughs> Oh my goodness. Just complete trust. It's like, you know, you, 
it's like you're dying to self and all, all of the fleshly desires that that we've ever wanted. It's just like it goes and it's like that moment where we need to go, okay, you know what? I'm putting this house to you because you have something better. Yeah. You are going to take care of me. You are going to provide for me. You are going to be my ultimate God. I am going to take, I'm going to stand on those rods and I'm not going to be wavered. And yeah. that is complete trust. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like, I don't know if you've been reading some of the comments, <laughs> if you like during your talk, but like you are talking to so many people right now. Yeah. Like people are connecting with what you're saying. And especially in a season and a time like this, like there's a lot of people going through, you know, the valley of the shadow of death, but like, like they get to the other side. <laughs> you know, and and there is a shadow, but it's just a shadow and it goes away because mm-hmm. God provides and God's there with us throughout the whole time. Yeah. And I just love that. And I just there was one question though that I it says, How do you bend your heart so easily? Like I think uh I think Richie, it's, it's the art of learning to crucify your flesh. It's the art of surrender. And I wouldn't say I'm good at it. I feel like I just will press into the Lord. So honestly, every day, this this sounds so funny, but every day in the morning when my alarm goes off, I lean over and I'm like, Lord, I just want to hear from him every day. I just want to hear like, what are you saying to me today? And, and I don't care if it's something big or something small, but there's something when the father speaks to your heart. Just it could be anything, you know, any any verse draw near to me. It could be any any little thing. And I think for me, the art of surrender is really just hearing his voice, just being like praying about things. And and the thing is, is we don't walk around 24 seven, you know, speaking in tongues where their hands lifted high. But it's but it's what we don't. (laughs) It's just that that heart posture of just being like, God, I I really don't want to be outside of your will. And so even when everyone kept saying, you need to sue these people, you need to go after the banker, you need to go. And I was just like, uh, just felt so daunting. You know, when there's daunting things where the spirit's on it, you're like, we can conquer this mountain. But we just were like, we just don't feel like that's, that's where we're supposed to hang our hat. And so it's I feel like for us, like even our kids, it was hard to watch them through disappointment, you know, to have their own rooms, their own little bathrooms to now. Now you're all going to be piled in one room, you know, get to know your children, you know, and um, one sports, one's like a competitive athlete, the other one's super artsy. So I was like, this should be fun decorating your room, you know, (laughs) but I'm like, sport. But I just kept being like, Lord, help their hearts to be able, because I think as parents, we can conquer things, but watching your kids walk through things. But even in this season, just the way the Lord's blessed them with friendships, blessed them with mentors and just brothers and sisters in the faith here. I think the Lord's, the Lord's repaired them. I think we live in a culture where we don't, we don't sit and cry. It's like, okay, well, what's God doing then? What do you think he's saying? It's like not focusing on the negative, but Lord, how do I surrender to your will? How do I crucify my flesh? How do I hear what it is you're saying? And to be honest, surrounding yourselves with people who will do the same. Because there's lots of people who can who can breathe negativity. And then there's other people who will call you higher. And I think you need to surround yourself in moments where you're in a pit or when it feels really dark with people who are going to call you higher. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that answers. 
question. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Actually, that brings me to the next question, which is like, what advice would you give to people who are watching on like trusting that that was God's voice, right? Yeah. So that's a, that's a good one. Um, trusting his voice. What advice would I give you is, is just to have, there's an inner peace. Hmm. I always say if it costs you your peace, it costs you too much. And so for me, I can go through really wild situations, but the peace of God is there. Um, but when my peace is compromised, I just, I can't do it. I'm like, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. People are like, what do you mean? It's a great opportunity. I'm like, there's just no peace. And if there's no peace, I can't hang my hat there. And so even in this, in this transition, the craziest part is people say, well, what word did you have or what confirmation? None. We didn't have any scriptural confirmation. We, you know, we had words prior about relocating, but I felt like that was attached to the previous, previous season. Right. But what I kept saying is, but Lord, this is everything we've, we've prayed for. This is everything we've, everything we've desired is wrapped up here. And so when it looks grim, I'm not going to second guess that you didn't call me. When you read the word of like, when I read the word of God, when I look at Joseph, when I look at David, when I look at all of these heroes of the faith, yeah. Nobody walked smoothly. They all walked through incredible, crazy things that yeah. most people you'd want to give up. You would want to walk away, you know, whether it be pride, whether it be embarrassment, whether it be humility. Um, and I just think you just have to know where's where's the Lord? What's he speaking to me? Where's his presence? Because for me, where his presence is, is where I want to be. Um, and that's something I don't I don't want to compromise. And people say, well, what, I think that was a question you had before yeah. when we were talking is what did you leave? Well, we left all of our family, like my mom, and dad, um, and my grandmas, my, both my grandmas are still alive. One's 92, yeah. one of them's 80 something. And they, do you know, they both pray for revival all the time. <laughs> Amen. Pray for another move of the spirit. They both pray for, you know, God, do it again. What you did before, do it again, do it in a new way. Like those are people that I left that I would, that I would share company with all the time. I'd go for visits, hear what they're saying. But craziest part is our oldest daughter still back home and her husband. And just before we left two months before that, they had a baby. So our first grandbaby, that, that was a consideration. Cause for us, we're like, how do we, how do we leave our first grandbaby? you know, but I feel like, and then COVID, <laughs> but I feel like the Lord is so gracious. You know, there's things that we're going to have to give up and we don't give up relationship, but we give up comforts. And I feel like as we do that and we yield to the spirit, he, he, um, he repays, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't leave a void and he'll never leave a void in my kid's life. They've walked with the spirit. They've seen, you know, they've seen what it means to consider the cost. And so, mm. I don't know if you want to know where the Lord's peace is, know yeah. where his presence is. And I think in that it's really easy to trust. It might not make sense. It might not even make sense to you. And it definitely won't make sense to people around you, but know right. the word of the Lord. Cause when the word of the Lord is here, it's not questionable anywhere else. Mm. Wow. That's so powerful. Yeah. I love what Jordan said. <laughs> You're a grandma <laughs> because what? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the best looking grandma ever. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, there's just so much richness in everything that you're saying because it's real. It's raw. It's like the feels are still there because it's brand new, right? Like it's about a year or two ago, you were saying. 
Yeah. So we, we lost the house last June. So not even a year ago. Yeah. Not even a year ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. And just to see from June till now, what God's done in your life transformation, you know, like there are transitions and transformation (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. that happen in our life that are physical. And then Mm -hmm. there are things like that, that happen spiritual and, and with our mental health and everything like that. And so that is just so powerful that the way that you trust God with your whole family and how you just came and went from one place to another physically, you're also using that to, to trust God in your life. Now that you're there in Edmonton to trust him with everyday life stuff. Right. And thank God that we have, um, I know it's not like you can cuddle your grandbaby, but thank God you do have technology that you can kind of see them grow up a little bit that way. (laughs) So that is good. Yeah. Or visits. I mean, when that all kind of opens up and stuff. So that'll be yeah, good. There's some flights, which are really cheap that take us right from Edmonton to London. So it works great. Right. <laughs> we wish that Quebec had swoop because yeah. we don't have swoop yet here in Quebec. Yeah. So we would have to actually travel to Ontario to swoop ourselves out. Um, then. Yeah. Yeah. So we're praying for swoop so that us yeah. two can do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can't wait to meet you in person. That That's going to yeah. be a good day. This has been Tea Talks with Chelsea. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to hear more ideas on how to apply this in your own life and the real world, subscribe to the podcast. You can also leave a rating or review and join us next episode with another powerful woman and what it looks like for them to place God in the center of all relationships.